Welcome to the High School Backups Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome to the nicest episode of all time, episode 69. So, this episode, we are going to be trying a slightly new format, maybe more of an updated format. Uh, Really just trying to make sure that we're really getting you all all the information you'd like while also doing it in in kind of a better, uh, more constructed version of ourselves. So, I would do thank mm-hmm. you as we go through this growing process. We've been doing this for about a year and a half or approaching a year and a half. So um, we're really trying to uh, make better content and, and things that will make you more likely to come back and watch us again. So uh, thank you for your time and understanding as we uh, work through this process. Uh, first things first, we're kind of bringing back a little bit of where we started, however, in a slightly different format. Uh, let's talk about the general news going on in the world of sports. Uh, first things first, other than Kyle and I losing a bunch of money, uh, because Roy and right You're welcome, Kyle. Suck. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Austin. The actual winner of the U.S. Open was uh, Wyndham, right? Wyndham Clark. If you don't know who that is, don't worry. PGA didn't know who that was uh, because he was only ranked, uh, at, at the end of the last season, he was ranked 189th best player in the world. And since 2023, he has jumped to ranked 13th. So he has come out of nowhere uh, and is taking this PGA season by storm. Um, He has been playing well recently. Uh, This is his first major win. So a lot of people were saying this was like kind of a shitty U.S. Open because of how uh, rough the course was. Um, lot the course was pretty interesting, uh, um, to see. Um, but and besides that, Wyndham Clark is really taken off this year. So I think next year he can maybe compete for a couple of the other majors, like um, like the U.S. not the U.S. Open, the uh, Masters. So we'll see how he uh, does the rest of his career. I don't know, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Would you consider this a great success? Or no. <laughs> I would definitely consider this a great success. Dude was uh, basically an unknown. Unless you watch the sport every single week, now no one knows who Wyndham Clark was. So unless you really like paid attention to golf in general, you had no idea who this guy is. But now people, uh, just casual fans of the sport, now know who he is. So Kyle, is it Wyndham yes. with an I or Wyndham with a Y? Wyndham with a Y. What a dog. Yeah, I, I would say uh, against the better judgment of those in this room as well, uh, he effectively... <laughs> He's pulling his cock out! So, uh, he and put it on the table uh... for him to win the U.S. Open. So, uh, really happy for him, although he did lose me a bunch of money. Rory McIlroy sucked cheeks. Uh, it was not very fun. Or did you just weren't smart enough to bet on the guy who would have won you even more money? Okay, anyways... <laughs> Austin was Did you not know enough? Actually, Austin, when I had the odds, Roy McIlroy had the had second best odds behind him, so uh, it would have been the same amount probably, but you know I would have won. So, anyways, here we are. Uh, moving on to the next piece, uh, Andrew, do you want to talk a little about USA uh, Team USA beating Canada over the weekend? Um, actually, over this whole entire weekend, uh, United States men's national team soccer uh, beat Mexico and Canada. They beat Mexico three nothing. Um, Match ended early yeah. due to uh, some un- some fruity fruity uh, words being said at the game, uh, but uh, nothing to take away from the United States beating the heck out of Mexico three nothing, um, and them just having an interim head coach an interim to the interim head coach 
it just was a complete shocking to the system. Everybody thought like USA was ranked as like an underdog in that match because of the fact that they had an interim head coach who had never coached as like a head coach for a while or for the first time at like an international type level. And the fact that he pulled off such a stunning performance to lead these guys into this, into these matchups against Canada and Mexico to like completely shut them out. Three nothing, two nothing games, and it's just winning the Concacaf Nations League trophy and lifting it. Um, it shows that, like, yes, this United States team has grown since the World Cup, um, and we're seeing a lot more yet to come. Um, we also now have Gold Cup coming up, which is another uh, Nations League trophy for the United States to compete in. Um, they're hoping to hopefully raise this one, but they're bringing in a lot more new players in. To kind of help develop them so that we can lead into the 2026 World Cup with a with a strong roster. I like it. And uh, Andrew, would you consider the weekend for Canada and Mexico? Embarrassing. No, not really. <laughs> I'd say it was pretty embarrassing because uh, Mexico fired their head coach uh, after the three nothing embarrassing loss. <laughs> yeah, we know who we know who rules this continent. Don't worry. Hey, hey, hey. What do you say all the way? <laughs> see see how mean, bad does this hurt, buddy? How bad? Uh, how bad is it? Hurt? I mean, considering how often I actually watch soccer, I'm not too sure, but I do know <laughs> that uh, Mexico has not recovered from pretty much being one and done. Not even being one. Not even making it to the actual not playoff bracket. Like nothing look, in the World Cup. Look, and they then, thought they were the kings of Concacaf. They're not the kings of Concacaf anymore. The United States just showed why. It's no, and I know, and let me tell you what, uh, at least a lot of my cousins who are Mexico soccer fans uh, talk a lot of crap about the U.S. And are like, oh, the U.S. ain't going to mount the shit. Well, mm. there's no well, it's like these it's are not so great. And that is Look, the, 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 uh, the amount of memes that were on my TikTok for the United States beating Mexico and it just having a bunch of Mexican players in Christian Pulisic as their father. Basically saying Happy Father's Day, and it's just Mexican kids and Christian Pulisic. It was hilarious because we just owned Mexico and we own Canada now. It's just like the fact that like we've taken so many different players from international countries, mm-hmm. and because that they had American heritage, they're coming over to play for the United States because they see what we're growing and they see what we're bringing in for them. So like this is a big opportunity for the United States yes. after this big win. It's important to uh, have a live look into Mexico during the next World Cup. <laughs> Ooh, Nick, let me tell you this, bro. If you're in Mexico for the games, you're talking shit. Uh, make sure it's not about the Mexico team. Here's the team. thing, guys. Outside of the United States. <laughs> no, bro. Out- actually, outside of the United States, for the most part, especially Latin American countries, uh, the opposing team is allowed to leave first. And home fans are not allowed to step where anywhere outside of the stadium until like an hour or so has passed so that everyone can leave. They have to wait so, an hour. <laughs> y'all will be in yeah. danger if y'all start talking shit. Just fair warning. Have a Mexico well, jersey hit underneath. No, so wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you saying we should all go to Guadalajara for the 2026 World Cup just to talk Zero shit? Shot. And if the United States is playing and guys. There, I hope you tune in for their last episode alive. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine if the United States is playing there and they smack and it's against Mexico and they just smack Mexico in their home country. When they do that. Now, 
moving on. It's not a magic. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah when you're saying when, he's at risk. when. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. So, uh, we talked a little not bit about joking. last week about whether or not the Golden Knights could close it out. Uh, they very, very quickly closed it out the night of. Same uh, night, actually. Same night. <laughs> uh, was that the 9-2 game, Kyle, if you uh, remind me? It, it was the 9-2 game. It was. Yeah, it saves Kyle the embarrassment of wearing a Red Sox jersey. It does. Big Thank sad. God. Big sad. Possibly the worst embarrassment uh, of having to wear a Packers hat, considering the Red Sox already made him shit himself over the last few weekends while they played. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that one in a bit. Later. We certainly will. So, Kyle, anything to talk about yeah. with the Golden Knights beating the Panthers? Uh, first, I'm very happy I won't have to wear a Red Sox jersey. Thank you, Florida, for choking. Much appreciated. Love it. Um, but anyway, Golden Knights uh, become the – they tied the record for the fastest expansion team to win the Stanley Rigged. Cup. Uh, you know, you say that, but a lot of people will believe you for actually saying that. Whether you <laughs> mean joke. it or not, a, um, <laughs> a lot of people generally do think the Golden Knights were rigged to win the Stanley Cup. But um, anyway, they tied the record that was previously set by the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, so now it is a two-way tie for the fastest record at six years to win the Cup. Um, with Vegas winning, there are now only 11 teams that don't have a Stanley Cup in the NHL. Oh, who can name uh, all 11? Little game with it inside this topic here. Oh, who can Kyle. name all 11? Not That's Kyle not me. Team. That's not. Oh, okay. I think the Florida Panthers are one of them, aren't they? Yeah. yeah okay, that's one. Yeah. There's one here. Who so the Panthers, um, uh, Capitals. Does this include, ex- uh, no, the Capitals have one. Does this include expansion, like um, old yeah, teams, or no? Yeah, uh, no, it's just current like the Thrashers teams. don't fucking count. The, no, the Thrashers do not count. But, but that well, is the one of the Jets are in there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, this is ridiculous because there's so that's many not. old hockey teams. That's why I said yes, I couldn't do it because I would know them all pretty quickly. Dallas. Dallas has one. Dallas has ninety nine. Calgary doesn't have one. Yes, they do. Damn. You're in the yeah. right area-ish. The Kraken. That's Correct. Kraken don't have one yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Rangers? No, Rangers. Oh, Whoa! I know it's <laughs> been a while, Andrew. You don't have to rub it in, boy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Devils? Hey, let's start heading more south. The Devils have one. The Devils? Devils have oh, Nash- four. Carolina. Nashville. Oh. Nashville. Nashville does not have one. Carolina does have one. Carolina they do. has one. Let's yes. Head a little more Who south, was that? Uh, west here, southwest. Arizona. 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 Yeah. Five. Well, Arizona ain't gonna exist anymore. Yeah, it's true. Fine. Um. Okay, let's get six boys. Come on. I feel like this is pretty good for the fact <laughs> the that Kings? I don't watch hockey, bro. The Kings. The Kings have two. one. The Kings have uh, two. Yeah. Um, um. Sharks. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Know, sharks. Sharks don't have one. That's six. Sharks. That one I'm surprised about. I thought the Sharks had one. They came close. They came. They had a good run. In the Philly has end. one. Philly. Philly has, has two. Philly. Has Philly yep. I was gonna say Philly at least has Philly four. Has two. The Islanders have one, right? They have four. They have but yes. Okay, yeah. Let's think four. about Ohio, everyone. Ohio. Columbus. Oh, Columbus is a recent Columbus. expansion. You should know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. They expanded 23 years ago. But... Yeah, but like in general, like <laughs> yes, that's recent. Correct. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wow, like generally, that is a recent expansion. Wild if you guys can figure out. Minnesota. Yeah. They don't. Uh, I don't want the. I just thought they did. 
They don't I, have yeah, one, no. They, they expanded at the same time as the Blue Jackets. So I don't want your hands to the last three one. More. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys were getting to think about Minnesota. So eight, three more. <laughs> um, two of them, two of them are up north. Oh, they are. Uh, the, the Canucks? Yep. There's, there's one. I was going to say, because Toronto's yeah, the only one that That's that nuts one. considering how good that team used to be. The Canucks. But Canucks, the Senators. Canucks are 0 and 3. Senators is another one, Steve. There you go. Look at that. that. Too easy. But how long have the Senators been a team for? That's a very long time. They still can't win. Since 91. <laughs> That's a very long time. Okay, one Guys got one more. The Maple Leafs have to have one. Yeah. Yes, they do. Okay. I know they're a joke, but they, <laughs> they, they, they have. Mean, they, like... The Maple Leafs haven't won since the league expanded. So. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if their cups can really count that much. Well, I mean, if the Yankees billion. We're missing teams, one team. I don't I know. Care. I know. Um, I don't know if the last one. one's obvious. That obvious. What is it? Who is it? Um. You said you, want, you didn't want hints. I, I, no, yeah, I thought I, I gave up. Tell me. No more BC, hints. Give me a region. Give me a region. Uh, it's um north. Eastern. It's north. North northeast. Okay. Very very irrelevant city. <laughs> like it this it is Buffalo. Yeah. Nice. I was gonna it say it's like northeast. The only the only irrelevant team up there is Buffalo. Well, <laughs> Tell that's their football team. Speaking of football, let's talk about the most erratic dumb player in the whole league who's unironically <laughs> a Patriots player. Jackie Jones. Yeah, so Jack Jones uh, was caught with two arm, two loaded uh, firearms, Only which I'm correct. Are what's up? Only one, Only one was loaded with uh, a high speed mag uh, reloader. I mean, and if I'm correct, there's charges that it's unlawful possession of a firearm, and basically he's getting a whole bunch of charges. And these charges, because they're in an airport. There's some speculating it could be up to 30 years in prison if he's found guilty. He has pleaded not guilty. Uh, I mean, NFL players have been found with an Uzi in the side of their car, but at the same time, who really knows? But, you know, what are everybody's thoughts? So we were listening to a radio show the other day, and realistically what we're thinking is it's a young kid who just did something stupid. I mean saying i didn't i forgot they were in there i mean if you forgot they're in there that's a whole nother level of irresponsibility but still i mean who really thought you're gonna bring pistols into logan airport and think you can get away with it but i just i don't know he's playing the dumb card he's playing the dumb card which is stupid because he knows he's gonna get caught in the end yep admit to your mistakes Fess up. Take the jail time. Harry Ruggs in the prison league. Shorter sentence. Yeah, go join Henry Ruggs and all that. Oh, Henry Ruggs actually killed somebody. Let's not compare the two here. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying. I'm saying because we're talking jail league. I know, no, I know, but (laughs) Henry Henry Ruggs is actually a murderer, so it's not quite the same. Well, not a well, not a murderer. Well, we don't know what what Jack Jones was up to with. All right, guys, we're getting off topic. I'll talk. I'll talk. So focus on Jack Jones. I'm not going to speculate about any of this. The important part. The two important things are 
maybe unlawful possession of a firearm in an airport, and he pled not guilty. That is all we know at this point. Yeah, like that is it. That is all you know. Exactly. Sorry, sounding more like John Morant right now. Uh, so we did want to bring it up as a part <laughs> of our new se- uh, se- segment. Yes. Excuse me. Um, um, as our first kind of new gen new segment, did anyone else have anything else to talk about? Austin? No. The only thing I find funny about it is the fact that he like tweeted out at John Morant, at John Morant saying like yeah. he was an idiot, and then like a few <laughs> days later, that that's I was like, actually, you, you that's were actually so, hilarious. So dumb. Yeah, everybody was like. Mm-hmm. John Morant seemingly knowingly did it, and Jack Jones seemingly knowingly did did not knowingly do it. That's what. Well, he at least pleaded that's what happened. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd like no, no. But it's just it's ironic that he tweets out like, "Dude, you're being stupid, and you're losing your bag, and all that kind of stuff," and then literally goes to an airport with one, whether he intentionally did it or not, still shows up at an airport with it, which is so funny. I will say the words of Jack Jones' attorney are supposedly Jack Jones' bag. So apparently we don't even know if it was Jack Jones' bag at this point. I don't know. Yeah, that's that might be like, incorrect. I might just be reading too much into what I saw like his attorney who, say. But... It depends. Who was the first one to report this out, though? Like, that's the thing. If it was TMZ, if it was TMZ, TMZ's going to make a spectacle out of anything, and then it's going to blow up into all this stuff. We don't know. It's not. Yeah, we don't we're know. just not going to know until we know. The truth of the matter is, he's going to play this season, probably be the number one corner, unless Christian Gonzalez beats him. Number two. Be, number two. Number two. No. Be one number two corner, by the way. Let's just clarify. He was a very good number one last year. So, um, and then we still have like other people like Jonathan Jones back there. Like, you got a few. Marcus people. Jones. Marcus Jones still doing his thing. He'll be a special teams demon again on defense to help out and on offense. Gonna be our slot corner too. All right. And let me break down the secondary that we got. All right, not to mention our incredible safeties. Okay, when well, people forget, right, now we off. really are getting off. We way off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will have time to talk about this. We are going to stay on top. We're going to stay uniform. What we're talking about. I just wanted to point wow. out he'll be an awesome number two when he plays this year because this won't matter. Austin, to your yeah. point, yeah. that is somewhat hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the first major subject today. Hope you all enjoyed the first news section for us. Um, we'll kind of be working on revamping that and having pieces of it. But uh, Bradley Beal officially, unofficially being traded to Bro, Phoenix Suns. Bro, finally Sun. the saga fucking It ended. is official that he is going. It is unofficial because nothing's been finalized yet. But we do have a pretty good idea of what's going over, at least to the Suns side. I don't think we know exactly what's coming back. Um, yeah, but um, from what I saw, from what I saw, it was uh, Ian Shumpet, uh, Chris Paul was in the deal, and like some second round picks. I thought it was amongst it. The reported haul is second round picks Landry Shamit and CP3. Yeah, no, that's what, who it was. Landry so, Shamit. Uh, Sorry, I forgot the name. It's not like a hundred. It's not finalized yet, so that could Yeah, it's not finalized. Change. I don't think that's that good of a haul for a dude who's like pretty mm-hmm. damn good. And then they also got a couple young guys with him. Well, so, I think they're blowing it up. I think you're yeah. right, but I think that they could have gotten a couple first for Bradley Beal. Yeah. Consider and Rudy Gobert got like six of those bitches. So. You don't okay. think? Wait, so Rudy I feel like they gotta have one the pick in that. That's first. Yeah. No, no, they got. They didn't get a first round pick in it. Mm-hmm. Wait, but they got. Also, they got pick video. swaps. They got. They got pick they got swaps. We don't know. You know we don't know what picks are. We know. Yeah. We're not getting that much. 
Uh, especially I mean, because you're getting the Phoenix Suns, who you now have a big four. You know the big three. You got a big four. Uh, and it's the three and a half. Fine, three and a half. I mean, I want to focus more on the Wizards. So anybody who has a lot to say about the Sun side of it, please go uh, ahead. I know yeah, they're making. I want to say, talk but... about the Suns a little bit. So now the Suns starting mm-hmm. line, uh, starting lineup is DeAndre Ayton at center. Uh, you'll probably have, yeah, probably Kevin Durant at power forward. Uh, whoever they want at small. Forward. Michael, Michael Bridges. Oh yeah, Michael Bridges. Be, Wait, I thought, I thought Michael Bridges. He's not there. He's no, in Brooklyn. he's in Brooklyn. Yeah, oh, you got yeah, that's right. You got traded there. Uh, Brooklyn Bridges, baby. Whoever they want <laughs> over there, it doesn't even matter. They have uh, Devin Booker at uh, shooting shooting guard, or maybe point. Ooh, actually, is it books played nah. the one more recently than Bradley Beal? Yeah, Beale so books will play the one. And then you'll have Beal play the two, and you can play whoever the yep. hell you want with that team. Um, you could even throw uh, Book and Beal switching on the second squad as well, playing with some of the younger guys on the background. That team is absolutely disgusting. Um, we already kind of thought they were going to be really good last year, and in the playoffs, I kind of disappointed. In all fairness, they only had about 35 games with KD on the team, uh, minus his injuries. So we'll see what happens next season. And now they're just even better. And they didn't give up, in my opinion, that much with an aging Chris Paul. Uh, Landry Shemmett is not, I, you know, is a younger guy. but like, He's one of the worst players in the league at this Yeah, point. like, now, you, you didn't give up that much. You gave up a bunch of seconds, which are essentially throwaways for 95% of their picks. So uh, Unless you get Nick. Um, that's why I said 95%. Um, yeah. And personally, I think the Suns got a lot better. Uh, and I'm a little PO'd that the Celtics didn't. Do this exact thing, but that's fine. They, you want to go, Kyle? You can go. I'll go after you. Okay. You're good. Um, I disagree with you. Did they get better on its face on paper? Yes. Did they really get that much better? Mm, I'm gonna say no because um, they kind of said it on. I was it first things first this morning, but and I agree with them. Uh, they're so redundant when it comes to play styles. Booker. Katie and um, especially um, God, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Beal. Beal. Thank you. Um, They're all very similar play styles. They have the ball in their hands for the most part to do what they do. Uh, Katie can pass. Yeah, so can the other two. But um, and we did see when they put Booker at the one in the playoffs, he was averaging like eight assists. So he can do it. But they're all more score first type guys. So, um, I think that's going to be a problem for them. Also, Beal's not a good defender. Um, neither is Booker, really. And KD is going to be 35 and doesn't really defend that much anymore. So, that's a problem. Aiton sucks as a defender. Um, he can rebound, but he's not a good defensive center, so that doesn't help them. And now you're looking at it, they already couldn't stop people. Um, so maybe they can score enough. We'll see. But a lot of the teams that we see that are great at scoring flame out really hard in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they take first next year in the conference, uh, in the regular season. I think they're like third, maybe even fourth if they can't gel together and they can't stop people. Um, but I think they probably go second or third and then go out second round, to be honest. Unless they're able to do something like get rid of... Um, I think they need to trade Aiton for some rotational pieces because they're so thin. They have a great four to start out, and then as soon as any of those guys go to the bench, they're going to be super thin. 
Well, they don't have any. I was, they don't have any fucking money. No, I no, dude. That was, I was actually just what I was gonna say, Jake. I was I'm literally. Just, I'm just gonna just parrot to Austin for a second and say that I think they have to move Aiden for some pieces. I'm yes. not gonna lie to you. Like they have to. Um, I think the CP3 trade is a predecessor to doing something with Aiden that gets them more rotational pieces. And but, they'll probably get a defensive center back. I'm gonna let Kyle go now. I'm good. I'm gonna talk more about what it means for the Wizards at the back end. Uh, with this move to the Suns, they now have a combined salary cap, uh, salary hit for just four players of seven hundred and twenty-three million dollars. <laughs> so, like, what is it this year? This uh, I would take I it was like one hundred and sixty-three this year or something. Yeah, yeah, and then you go into the next through twenty twenty twenty-eight. Right now, it's over seven hundred twenty-three well, million dollars. And Kyle, next yes. year. And the years after that, all three of those of uh, the big three are going to be making over fifty million each. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, but also on on your point, Jake, of trading Aiton, uh, Colin Cowherd released a mock trade today mm-hmm. with actually Aiton going to the Knicks, uh, and in return, the Suns get uh, Mitchell Robinson, um, Josh Hart, and like a first round pick or something like that. So the sun, the Suns get their Aiden defensive. No, I, I don't think the Knicks do I that at Aiden all, to be honest. Well, but I, saw I agree. For, I saw but for the Celtics. There's that defensive center. center. I did see one of those pitches for the Celtics. I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, I saw one for Kristaps Porzingis. We'll talk about that one in a second. Kyle, yeah. Keep yes. that I think Aiton's worth more than that. But oh, I agree. I, do, but, I get what Coward was trying to do there. I do. I agree. I don't think that's quite enough, but that is what the, that was. that was just what Cowherd said. The, but like, I guess I'm just not even, even uh. if you take out the cap issue, let's pretend in a perfect world they are making normal salaries. How many games are the Suns really going to get with a healthy Durant and Bradley yeah, Beal? Like, I, I don't know. I doubt it. They both have been very injury prone the last five years. Well, I don't all know. Three of them. Come back this all year three after his injuries as soon as he got traded. So. <sighs> All right, I know he still missed a lot of time with the Suns. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just could have been stuff with Brooklyn or, you know, with the 76ers with the team they put together. I mean, I as much as I think, oh, all these star players on one team is going to be completely unstoppable. I mean, this very, very likely this team could be very underwhelming, which happen, which can happen to super teams when they put all those pieces together. Now is Chris Paul is I I'm hearing stuff that I saw an article that talked about his contract being bought out and him becoming a free agent. I'll talk about that when I get to the Wizards portion of it. Yeah, I'll talk yeah. about it. Okay, well, well Jake, I think the floor is yours. Okay, I mean, yeah, if we're gonna get to the Wizards portion of it, I'm gonna first say that I think the Suns are going to be interesting and fun to watch. I don't know how successful it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, um, honestly, at this point, I think the Wizards are gonna. Let's talk about what the Washington Wizards have on their roster right now with CP3. If they even keep CP3, because I think their intention is to move him or buy him out, I think they're going to embrace the fact that they suck for the first time in a decade since they brought John Wall in. I think it was, what, 10, 12 years ago? Something like that. Yeah, it was like 09 or something. Oh, wow. It's almost 14 now. I think it was 10, 11. Long time ago. 
They have Kristoff Porzingis on the roster. If they keep CP3, they have CP3 on the roster. I really don't think that's the way they're going to go. Um, no. I think they're probably going to move him to a third team for draft assets or something else like that. Yep. And Kuzma just opted out of his $13 million player option. I don't think they go and re-sign Kyle Kuzma. I don't think it's worth it for them. I don't think it's worth it for them to go after him at this point because if they still had Bradley Beal, like maybe if he's healthy, you have a shot at the eight seed. With Kuzma, without him, I mean, you're probably a 10th seed, whatever. Daniel Gafford's on the roster at 12 to $14 million per year over the next three years. Landry Shamit is just taking up $10.5 million of cap space. Um, they have a team option, I think, in 2025. So Landry Shamit will be riding their bench for two years, whatever rotational piece for them. Monte Morris is still here for another year. Uh, DeLon Wright is there for another year. Denia Villa, who's actually been pretty good for them on the rookie deal, is going to be there for another year. Johnny Davis, Corey Kitt. Like, this team is awful. It's not good. Um, Most of those names I've not heard of before. So I do think you're right. I think they're going to uh, do an yeah. sell-off. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think they probably trade Porzingis, let Kuzma walk for nothing, move CP3 for assets. If I'm moving Porzingis... The first team I'm probably calling is the Celtics because they need length more than yeah, anything. So I was about to say I have a proposed trade here. I don't like this trade, but I would I would give my difference. So the trade is it's Kristaps Porzingis for yep. Robert Williams, which makes sense. Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, and a future first round pick and a pick swap. So essentially just for future first round pick. I would prefer if we threw Horford in there and maybe a future first. But I think that is a lot for Porzingis. I agree. Yeah. I do think it's a lot. I, I want his legs. Brogdon, and I would do something I wouldn't else. do Brogdon. But I if I did Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, and a pick and a pick swap, which pick swap. Give up, give up Grant um, Williams for him. I, yeah. Grant's going to be gone, I think, honestly. Um <laughs> But, no, if I'm trading for Porzingis right now, I think he'd be worth Horford, uh, Pritchard, and maybe a future first. Like, Yeah. Listen, I mean, there are some people who really think Kristaps Porzingis is an all-star level player. I mean, if you look at Porzingis' stats last year. It was good. Like, he's he was good, not he, bad. He, but he's somewhat injury-prone sometimes. You either have him for a good season, or sometimes he ends up injured, and then you lose him for such a long period of time. Where like you have nobody to I fill mean, his role. He played sixty-five games last year, which is the most since. But that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. But his time yeah. in Dallas, he was he was so injured. It was like an on-off like season with him. So it's like you either get a good run with him or you don't get a good run with him. Oh, so it's goodness. like, what are we gonna get out of him? We had a I mean, situation we get... brought in Malcolm Brogdon, and he didn't get hurt until the playoffs. They only missed one game. So let's yeah. Just... Uh, at the same I mean, time, let me put it this way. With Kristaps, you're getting a guy who can put in 23 a night. He shot 50% last year and 38 and a half from three. Brought in yeah. eight boards, block and a half a game. If There are a lot of teams in the NBA who can use that type of player if the Wizards are truly going to sell, and I think that's what getting rid of Bradley Beal means for them. I think they're selling, regardless of whether they give him to the Celtics or where you, wherever he goes. Dude, I mean, I, think if they... I could see them moving him to Detroit for James Wiseman. Or something like that, an extra. That's what I'm thinking. I'm um, thinking if he goes to Detroit, they could rebuild with someone young coming out of honestly, Detroit. We're gonna get to this later, but Detroit could be moving the fifth overall pick. I, there, there's not a lot there for them that would help them immediately. Um, he could go to Portland 
that's something to remember right now for the number three pick. I think they'd need a lot more than just Kristaps Porzingis to give up the number three pick, but that's an option. Um, honestly, again, I just think this Bradley Beal move means that the Wizards are going to embrace the fact that they suck and they'll be in the lottery for the next three years. Dude, and the that's Celtics fine. would. I if I'm the Celtics, I would give. I know it sounds dumb. I would give like two first rounders and like Peyton Pritchard, and like I would be fine with that exact trade. And if you get rid of Robert Williams, then or sorry, if you that's get rid of one first round pick, you give Robert Williams, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. Like Kristaps. No, I. He doesn't need to be as productive as he has been previously, and that opens up so much for for players like not needing. I mean, to be also, also I the still, players that were. No, you go, Austin. Okay. Uh, so two things. One, I think if you're gonna get rid of somebody, I'd say get rid of Horford because I don't Porzingis and and Horford on the same team don't work as well, in my opinion, as having Robert Williams to be a lob threat and different like that true defender at the rim that Horford can't be anymore as he's getting older. And I think it's just, if we're going to get rid of it, somebody I'd rather get rid of him than the young guy. Cause we're not going to be able to have Horford for that much longer. It's so I'd rather do that of, though. Like we're trading like Robert Williams has way more value than Horford does. That's what we're doing here. No, I yeah, understand yeah. what you're saying, but instead of that, you get, you send Horford, which to a wizard team that wants to get rid of contract anyway, sooner than later, yeah, and then the you give them, you, give, you them give them a young, like you got it. Yeah, you, well, give yeah, them you have to give them Peyton. But yeah, I think it first. Yeah. Well, Pritchard doesn't play anyway. Like he doesn't play he for doesn't the Celtics. Play he's adding. But he, when he has, he's played well. He, and no, that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't yeah. play for you the Celtics. You're not giving up. Use yeah. him. You have to use him. You have to trade him. You have to. People him think like he's an asset, and I think he really could be someone a team could build around or build off of. But at the same time, too, talking about moving, I mean, Horford's an aging player, first off, and also not having to deal with this contract is great. But also, I mean, Robin Will, I mean, Robert Williams, you have to remember, too, he spent a lot of last year's playoffs injured. They, like, he definitely can go through stretches where you're not going to see him for a while because of his injury history. And if who we're trading for is the same thing but has a higher upside, then, I mean, and then we're getting rid of, you know, a player that we don't really utilize. Yeah, I think... I'm not going to yeah, lie to you. But, I think Robert Williams is absolutely key to the Celtics' core, and I would. I think so. Number. Like there would not be a lot that I would trade Robert Williams for, and I know that sounds absolutely asinine, but his defense is absolutely crucial to what the Celtics do. Well, him being then, on, yeah. him being on the court is is why we will do, we can dominate like you know uh, the Bucks. Yeah, here's but, the, if the time comes. We like. I, I don't care what you say. The reason was uh, you can blame it on coach. You can blame it on anything. There's a reason why the Celtics didn't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to a Heat team that got absolutely exposed by a really good center um, that we didn't have. Whether or not he was hurt, whether whatever, like it wasn't there for us. And so the big move is a good center, and Chris Stapps is the would be the best center we've had. Okay, since I think well, like, that is well, my thing is that's just a different but conversation. Like, but like my thing is is like you we bring in Chris Stapps. You keep Robert Williams. Robert Williams gets moved to the power forward position. Then you're all set. We don't lose Robert Williams. No, Robert Williams is a key forward. asset. You put Kristaps on power oh. forward because he actually scores. Either or. Yeah, you but put either or. Before to spread it out. But either yeah. or. Like, I don't really care mm-hmm. as long as, like, we keep Robert Williams amongst this team because he's part of the core three that we wanted to build around. Yeah. I think if we lose him, so- if we lose him, it's – we'd have to – you're losing someone very valuable and a future all-star and a future key components to this whole entire Celtics team that they built. 
to have him going forward. So, like, my second point was that Kristaps would be good. We didn't lose to the Heat because of Bam. He played well, and he always hurts us, but that is not the reason we lost them. It's because of, again, our turnovers and terrible play down the stretch. That we have hurt and nobody showed up to help him, and that might be the biggest issue. And that's something I mean, that we have seen Kristaps do when, like, Luca was hurt, for instance. So, I also think we've moved but... off topic just a little bit because we are talking about what the Wizards are probably going to do and what the yeah, that's true. are here. Well, the reason uh, I, I was trying to bring it yeah, back to the fact that if they cut it, and this is the last thing I'll say, CP3 to me makes a bigger difference um, than Kristaps would potentially. Only for the fact that CP3 unlocks the offense better, um, in my opinion, than than Kristaps does. He is the true point guard that even Brogdon couldn't be. Um, and we saw him turn the ball over and have problems himself. CP won't do that. Um, and he doesn't have to carry an offensive load like he did on teams in the past where he had to lead them in that regard, where he tends to come up short in the it, on his offensive output instead of the assist. So with that, it allows Jalen and Jason to cut more to be free-flowing, and I think that makes a bigger difference. Um, But anyways, we should probably move on from that. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, beyond all of this, what it really does is it shows the intent of the Wizards, uh, like like Jake said, Um, and it shows the intent of the Suns. The Suns are in win-now mode, so we'll see kind of what that pans out to be. But Suns are in win-now mode. The Wizards are in sell everything mode so i will i'm very interested to see if the wizards try to move up in this year's draft to be quite honest with you i think they will i think they want to like, um, i, I would not it... be surprised to see them end up at number three with the um with the trailblazers and or number two with the hornets to be quite honest with you yeah but Speaking of such, are we actually getting to that now? We are. So staying on the topic of the NBA, uh, one of the biggest things that will be coming up in what, the next month? I don't know the exact date. It's Thursday. Thursday. It's two days from now. I am right. It is in the next month. Uh, The NBA (laughs) draft, I knew it would be coming up soon, is in two days on Thursday. Um, We'll not be doing any sort of special live stream or anything like that for it. However, we'll be covering what is happening uh, after on Tuesday. That will be one of our main subjects. Um, it is pretty much a given what will be having, happening at number one overall. Uh, yeah. We do know that Victor Wembayama will be going to the Spurs. However, after that point, it does get pretty spicy, just like it did, what, two years ago? Um, we kind of knew Zion was going number one overall. We had no idea what was going to happen afterwards. Uh, that, was four years ago. that was four years ago. That was ago. forever, yeah. It was yeah. 2019. Yeah. 2019. That's what it feels very God. similar to me with John Morant and all these other players that were like good, and there was a few great players, but we knew Zion was first. We didn't know anything after that. I feel like we have a very similar situation here. Victor Wimbayama is going to go first, and we have really no idea of exactly what's going to happen. We have like we know two and three. We don't know where two and three, and after that, it's it's you know we don't know. So, um, I mean, it's can... it's good. Right. Sorry. No, I was just no, gonna you're good. Say, I was just going to say, uh. Besides Victor Wanyaba supposedly being the best prospect since LeBron James, um, supposedly I I don't I'm not doubtful. I just am. Uh, I'm always skeptical when people I'm start skeptical talking like that. I'm always skeptical because that's um, you know, two players ever have been to that level of play, and one of which was yep. scouted as such, and one of which was not even remotely scouted as such, and they both became in different facets the two best NBA players of all time. Um, we know who they are. 
So yeah, I here's the thing. I don't know. I hate I hate overall rookie comparisons because no matter what, it's never going to add up. Like realistically, and as much as you want to put in, however, you know, prospects, you know, prospecting is great, can definitely get you in the right direction, but it's also very likely you look at a lot of first round bat- draft picks. I wouldn't be surprised if statistically half or more than half of the first round are busts or don't or barely start in the future. So, but no, I, don't know. I mean, I've put mm. together a list of the top five picks, at least yeah, what I, I think is going to happen in the top five. Uh, I don't think I have to justify Victor Wembanyama going number one. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, yep. To your point, Nick, I mean, the problem with Victor's height is that if he averages 18, 12, 5, a steal and two blocks a game, people will think he's a bust. Mm. And that is what makes me skeptical. Because if I get 18, 12, and 5 out of a center on the offensive end and or defensive boards, and then also get a steal and two blocks a game, I'm a happy human being. If Victor Wembanyama does that, it's considered a bust, which I think is absolutely mm-hmm. ludicrous. Like this mm-hmm. dude right now, with the way that people are talking about him, is going to score. Like people think he's going to score thirty and fifty in his rookie year, and that's not going to happen. No. Like if in his rookie year he does fifteen, ten, and like five, and averages two blocks a game, the Spurs should be happy and probably will be happy. But again, I don't have to justify this. Victor Wembanyama is going number one overall. If you have a supposed demigod there, you take a supposed demigod. I really like Victor Wembanyama. I think he's going to be great in the league. I just don't think he's going to be this otherworldly LeBron James type talent. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, my I, number I don't two. Know. I'm, yeah, I'm go, staying, ahead. go ahead. I'm staying skeptical. Which yeah, skeptical. It's not like optimism. Which is like yeah, no, I'm optimistic. I hope he reaches that level because it'd be insane. It'd be fun to watch. But like predicting the dude is going to win seven titles in 10 years is just absolutely asinine yeah, to my brain. I just couldn't. Well, with also rebuilding Spurs team as well. Yeah. Like, he's not going to, he's not going to really do much. So uh, Jake, obviously number two overall, you go and scoot Henderson, of course, right? Oh, I fucking love scoot. Yes. <laughs> um, when it comes to who is actually making the pick, I have some differences though. Uh, the Hornets could stay here and pick scoot Henderson, which doesn't really make a lot of sense for their team. Um, or I think Danny Ainge could be very, very aggressive here. The Jazz have the 9 and 16 picks. I think he could dangle those to the Hornets and whatever else would be an addition. He could move up to number two with those two. Wouldn't be out of the ordinary for Danny Ainge to do. Danny Ainge is incredibly aggressive, uh, something that Danny Ainge has been known to do. He moves up and down the draft board like a maniac every year. We all know this. He likes to acquire draft picks and then use them to acquire more draft picks. Like Danny Ainge just works the board as much as humanly possible. I love it. It makes it interesting. Um, Danny Ainge never stopped being aggressive. I also think that, like we were talking about, the Wizards might try to move and package Porzingis. The Hornets have been missing a big man for a long time alongside LaMelo Ball. I think that would be a really interesting combo. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, no matter who's making the pick, I think it's Scoot Henderson. Brandon Miller is a good prospect. I am somewhat concerned. There have been reports that he was out of shape during workouts, which other reports say it was because he had mono. I don't know. I saw that in a Sports Illustrated article. But whatever the case is, Brandon Miller is falling on boards while Scoot Henderson being athletic, having a jump shot, work figuring it all out this last year with the overtime elite. Scoot's my number two guy. Jake, do you think there's zero shot that it's Brandon Miller at two instead? Oh, no, it's not zero shot. It's like 
55-45. I think Brandon Miller still has a very good shot of going number two. I just prefer Scoot. Okay. Jake, I have a, I have a good question for you as well. Are yeah. Eamon and Asar, I'm assuming is how you say his name, are they are yep. they brothers or cousins or something? They're twins. They're, They're twins. twins. Oh. And they both could go top five. I'm not necessarily saying you're doing that. But they, they absolutely both could go top five. I'll yeah. tell you why I'm a little bit concerned in a minute. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. Um, I also think the number three pick is traded. Uh, I have it going to the Pelicans for Brandon Ingram. I think the um, first and foremost, the Blazers need wing play. I think the Pelicans might be trying to blow it up. Uh, Zion's going through whatever Zion's going through, uh, to which <laughs> I respond, I don't, why would I, if I'm the Pelicans, why would I care to that news, to be quite honest uh... with you? But that's a different story. Uh, the Blazers are looking for elite wing play. They have a, like, Nurkic isn't great, but you don't blow up the team just to go get rid of Nurkic. And if you dangle, you know, the number three pick in Anthony Simons to the Pelicans, I think that could get you B.I., uh, Brandon Ingram. And I think that would be great for both sides, to be honest with you. I think the Pelicans are headed towards another rebuild, which isn't something they want to do, but they're not as effective without Lonzo on the floor. Lonzo's in Chicago now. Zion mm-hmm. can't stay healthy. C.J. McCollum is getting older. Brandon Ingram is really the only player there that you have that you can trade and probably get a ton of assets for. So I think the Blazers might be looking to move. And honestly, the second and third pick could honestly both be moved on draft night. Um, it is almost 100% positive the Blazers aren't making the number three pick. So okay, I um, do have Brandon Miller going there. I have um, a pitch real quick. Yeah, go for it. What are the odds that the point guard needy Celtics make a move to get into the top four to get one of these two or maybe even three guys at the top? Zero fucking shot, dude. I don't, <laughs> they don't have the assets. They don't have they the assets. They definitely have the assets. If you're like, unless at- you're giving up the entire... Like, you have to give up, at the very least, probably Marcus, Malcolm, I a first-round pick. I do that for one of these guys. Marcus, Malcolm, and a few first-round picks, I would definitely give that up for that. I'd give it up for Scoot. I don't know about anybody behind sure. him. Sure. That's what I'm saying. One of the one of the point guards, and if these teams are willing to make a trade, then might be worth. I mean, I doubt that happens. I would give that like a maybe a two percent chance. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's not very likely at all. Uh, again, I think the most realistic scenario is probably the Wizards, the Pelicans, or the Jazz trying to be aggressive and moving up. Gotcha. Well, who do you have? Or four and five. Uh, I have Houston sticking and picking. Again, this is a trade-down spot depending on what happens ahead of them. Um, this is where I have either Cam Whitmore or Amen Thompson going. I think it really depends because people, some people have Amen Thompson listed as a wing because he's six foot seven. Other people have him listed as a point guard. Cam Whitmore, on the other hand, is a true three. Uh, he plays a little bit a shooting guard. He's a true wing, which I think the Houston Rockets need badly. Um, they have a lot of guard play. They have Elprin Singoon. They have a, like, they have a ton of length, so they don't really need big guys. And so that would leave them with a guy like Cam Whitmore, who shot 34.3% from three last year. He's progressively gotten better at shooting the three, whereas Amen Thompson is an explosive athlete, but he shoots 25% from three. And the Rockets don't need another guy who is a slasher and can't really shoot. Um, I really like Amen Thompson as a prospect, but I don't love the fact that his three ball is where it's at right now. Uh, I would say Cam Whit- Amen's probably the more likely pick, but I would prefer to see them take Cam Whitmore. Fair. 
if on the Rockets. And last spot on his fifth pick. Uh, you got Detroit. Again, could be a trade-down spot. I just don't think there's, like, for some reason, a lot of these teams that are picking at the top are younger in nature and are probably trying to see where what they have more than trying to add to what they have. Uh, in Detroit, I mean, you already have – you traded for James Wiseman, who showed some potential and could be your possible starting power forward or center moving into the future. You also have Jalen Duren, who can also fit that role, or one of the two. Mm-hmm. You have Cade and Jaden Ivey, who both have shown that they are very good basketball players and can play professional basketball. Are you looking for a three or a four here, is what you're saying? You're looking for a three, yeah. You're essentially looking for a three, which means you're looking for Jairus Walker or Amon Thompson. Or Cam Unless Cam Whitmore is on the board. Yeah. In my scenario, he's probably already gone, so I'm going to say Jerez Walker. I could see both the Thompson twins slipping a little bit, solely because neither of them shoots a three-ball well. Amen being a better NBA prospect, solely because I think he's more polished and I think he's more explosive, uh, probably a little bit better than his twin brother. Asar is also very good, and if he could ever develop a three-point shot, I mean... If he doesn't, he risks the Ben Simmons effect where he just doesn't fit correctly anywhere, um, which is something that I think teams will shy away from taking in at least the top five or seven. Gotcha. Well, I think that is all very valid. I guess we're going to kind of see what's going to happen on Thursday, as soon as Thursday. Um, It's very interesting outside of the number one world pick. I mean, there could definitely be a trade or two. Um, I... Most trades don't usually happen in the NBA night of, right? Like in the NFL, you see it all the time. Uh, they they do a lot of night of. Well, I guess we're going to find out Thursday will be interesting. Maybe I'll keep an eye on what's going on because it could get very, very interesting with a lot of teams making their way to the top. But, uh, yeah, um, let's talk about our last scheduled topic for tonight. Um, I do want to uh, – we can talk about it a little broadly as we get towards the, you know, towards the middle point of the season in the MLB. Um, most specifically, I know I was giving crap to this earlier, the Red Sox uh, beat the Yankees in the second consecutive series in nine days, uh, winning the total of the two series 5-1, to one, including a sweep this most recent weekend, uh, including a doubleheader. Uh, the subject, however, that we wanted to talk about really isn't the Red Sox and how they are doing well in this current moment. Um, however, we wanted to talk more about how the Yankees are faltering, mostly due to injuries, but also due to, I don't know, some sloppy play, especially when we got to those middle innings uh, where the Red Sox just continued to come back over and over again. So, Kyle, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you, you you let me take it over first. Um, what about your terrible soccer team? I mean, soccer <laughs> baseball team. team. Whoa! <laughs> oh you know no! They should with your Mexico team. Uh, Oof. Uh, no. <laughs> um, El Tulio. The Yankees are in a world of trouble, um, and that breaks my heart to say it. Uh, Austin, <laughs> you can shake your head, but we'll. I don't know if that's shaking your head in agreement or disapproval here, but we'll yeah, find out. he rolled his eyes, okay. dude. He, he uh, said uh, that's okay. Um, but let me just explain why I think the Yankees are in trouble. If they can't play without Judge on this roster, I don't know what's what this team can do moving forward. Like if they can't win without him, they can't really win the whole thing with him. And since June 4th, which when Aaron Judge got injured, the Yankees organization is batting 195, which is worse than baseball. 
They have an on-base percentage of 599, which is worst in baseball. The the combined doubleheaders on Sunday night, the Yankees had nine hits. Six of them were from two players. The team is just not hitting. They are not defending well. There were multiple errors on both day, both days on Sunday. Um, and, and and this team that is supposed to is built to win has one of the highest salaries in baseball right now. I think they're third in third base salary. You put all of these teams together, and they're not winning. Yes, that's trouble. But even so. To so what you're telling me is it. the Yankees are the new angels. No, 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 no. We're not quite the new angels. We're not quite that bad. But, but... Also, Kyle, I'm going to need you to channel the anger of that uh, tipsy guy that was right in front of us at DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every every pitch. Oh. Also, right, chat. Yeah. I just want you to know, this guy just sat down there. I can hear him cussing out the TV, and he's slamming his fist against the chi- against like the like the the couch that he was on. <laughs> and there's people sitting right next to him, and they looked very uncomfortable. But it made yeah. him very entertaining. The um the Yankees have now lost eight out of their last eleven games. Um, I, I want to read this quote that uh came from Anthony Rizzo, and it um it really made me uh kind of pain it made me just feel endless pain when i saw this quote there's 30 teams in baseball right now that don't have aaron judge on it he's our captain he's our leader it sucks but one guy doesn't make the difference as a unit we got to come together and rally if you got to come together and rally why the fuck is it taking you 12 games where the hell have you been for the last half month listen Listen, All I, 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 I know they're injured. I get it. But the entire offense can't come from Aaron Judge when he's here. And when he's not here, you can't not do anything. Like, there's just no... like As Rizzo said, as a unit, there is no unit right now. It, it seems like... the It just seems like it's shattered. Austin, I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me. That's fine. Go for um. it. I don't I don't disagree with everything you've said. Uh the thing I I definitely just uh agree with you on the fact that they can't just rely on Aaron Judge alone. Um and that definitely over the last, you know, like you said, basically a half month has been that where they are like, Oh, our you know, our captain isn't in the lineup. And now, for some reason, we all can't hit. Like, Rizzo just all of a sudden, who was raking, and actually at times when Judge was struggling earlier in the year, and obviously he was hurt earlier in the year as well, was keeping them afloat with the way he was hitting. Um, but, so, so obviously that's a problem. Um, and right now, he coming into that Red Sox doubleheader, at the end of it, I think he was like one for 50 almost. Um you know, he did have a home run that was, um, oh, it wasn't going to be a home run, but it was close to being a home run. Um, that was a great catch by. Um, it would have been. It would have been a home run in twenty nine other ballparks. Let's just say that. Yeah. I know so Red, Sox, Red Sox fans like to say that in the other direction about uh, the short porch of Yankee Stadium. So I'll say it yep. right now in the other way. But anyway, go ahead. Um, but no, the biggest thing is that 
know they're not in trouble. And the only reason they're not in trouble is because they are getting reinforced. Or they just got reinforcement today a little yes, bit. Harrison did. Bader, if he can please stay healthy for a, f- a lot longer. Um, if he can stay healthy for like a lot longer than he has been able to the last couple of se- or last half of season with the uh, Yankees and then has been in and out uh, this year already. Um, if he can stay healthy, because when he's healthy, he's raked for the Yankees and played really well. And if nothing else, he is a solid defender in the outfield, which is big for them. Um, and he just brings a passion and a fire that lights the Yankees in a different way. When he's in the lineup, they just play that much better. Same thing as they do with Judge. And I think that's something that can be understated is like certain guys just bring something to the locker room and especially not just to the locker room, but to the actual lineup. Um, not necessarily with the way they are able to hit, but just in the way that they're being actually out there on the field just makes people feel and play different. Um, the other reason that they're not playing well right now is they're young in certain areas. They're young. I mean, you've got a rookie shortstop who just cannot seem to get, I don't know if it's out of his head. I mean, he's had some bad uh, luck with batted balls in play where he's just, a lot of them are going as outs. He he seems Um, to be struggling on all aspects of the game right now. That's what's starting to make me a little concerned about him with just where he is now mentally, maybe because all of a sudden his defense has looked shaky um, at certain times as it showed up against the Red Sox and caused them. I don't know that we're going to win the game if he doesn't make that error, but, um, now you know, we weren't winning it, the game regardless. It's fun. no, probably not, but it makes a big difference, right? Um, because it's one run versus I think it was three runs after that or something like that. So, point point being, you know, he made a mistake. So, we're also going to be getting back, um, Carlos Rodon for well, not getting him back, getting him for the first time because he hasn't pitched yet. Um, Despite losing the Red Sox in that second game, I did like what I saw from Severino. He was not the reason that they scored four runs. Um, that was a lot to do with his defense around him. Uh, so if he had pitched a full, you know, six innings of two earned runs, I'm okay with that. Like, I'll take that every day. Um, that's when the the offense has to step up, and that's been the problem here. Awesome. And the other thing is, um, to kind of wrap up, I'm not worried, one, because, like I said, we're getting reinforcements back. Um, John Carlo, I don't think is going to keep being this bad for the rest of the season. We'll see. I could be wrong, but it's not historically how he is. Um, so he will play well for them at some point. Um, number two, um, judge will be back. And when he is back, they're going to play like they did for the month before, um, when they went like 19 and like seven, um, or a little better than that and put them right back up into a spot of challenging the Rays, potentially, if they could have kept that going. He hadn't gotten hurt. Um, so with the pitching getting healthy, other guys coming back, and, of course, eventually Judge coming back, when we're fully healthy, I'm not too worried. I would like to see our guys step up and show that, hey, we can do it, as Rizzo said, without needing our superstar to carry everything on us and make us feel safe or something like that, whatever's going on there. Um, hopefully we find our after this year because he is still a problem. And he can't coach guys to be better than they are. And that's the problem. You need a good manager and a good coach that can get make guys better. And he does not do that. As we've I don't know seen, if he's the he's... problem. Yeah. I don't know if he's the no, problem no, no, right no. now. I'm not saying he's the only problem. What I'm saying is um, somebody like Tori, even Girardi. Yeah. We saw when Girardi had teams that were not the best. What did he do? He got the best out of those teams. Like, look at what Girardi did when we had Judge as a rookie. Right, Judge still wasn't a superstar. He wasn't able to carry fully 
right? He had his moments. But he made that group of ragtag guys go all the way and beat one of the best teams we had seen in a regular season in that Cleveland team and um, almost get us to the um, the uh, if, World Series if, over the after Houston that. If Houston wasn't in love with trash cans, we would have made a trip. I don't want to hear about whether a team did something or anyway. something. They did. They were oh, proving stop, guilty. Stop acting like the Red Sox don't say that too. So, it's um, because you're a bad team to lost to cheaters. It doesn't change your bad but, team. Um, uh, but, but anyways, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think that we are – as hopeful, as hopeless as uh, Kyle is making it out to be, uh, he's just salty because his Yankees. Yeah. So moving on, on his uh, we've been talking about the Yankees for way too long. It's been like a million. Celtics for way longer. So, I will uh, just furthermore, th- uh, Brian Bayo, the 24-year-old mastermind, absolutely outplayed uh, Severino, and that's all that really matters. No, okay, Severino <laughs> didn't play <laughs> that bad. Play uh, he yeah, didn't, didn't play Bayo that bad. Was, Bayo was screaming at the top of his lungs because he was playing. Yeah, he was well. playing well, but I, I, I thought it was pretty well. Box. So, uh, just uh, unlike the Red Sox, of course. Well. Um, we do not care. About- <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees are slowly falling into fifth place after I heard a lot of yapping about how the uh, Red Sox were in fifth place. So while we're falling into fifth place. Your Red Sox will be there the rest this season. Four games above 500. I'm hearing a lot of yapping that's gone real quiet recently. So, uh, anyway, real quiet. I will tell you, anyway, they will stay there the rest of the season. Does anyone have any other topics for the nicest episode of the year? I, I do. I, I did just get the this uh breaking update from oh, uh fantasy so from sleeper yeah apparently um no, 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 i i at least just want to say it we don't have to talk about <laughs> what it happened? apparently kashan Butte is being outplayed by their sixth round uh wide receiver pick whatever Mario that means Davis? in camp i mean they're both six round whatever. picks Who fucking kids <laughs> Whatever that means. Because Chaos Butte was a reach anyways, and he has a chance, and he has the skills to be really good, but he was a sixth-round pick, and the Patriots had literally 14 picks in this draft, and most of them were between the fourth and sixth round. Or seventh I round. mean, I what know. else What else would be more Bill Belichick than making a five-foot-eight speed receiver from Liberty a decent receiver in Demario Davis? <laughs> exactly. I don't care. So, yep. <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, thank you all for yeah. watching the nicest episode of the year. We hope you all enjoyed the slightly more formatted format Matt, uh, keeping it a little bit more in line. Um, of course, just like everyone else, we always go a little bit off topic, but uh, we are going to try and kind of keep a more in line format going forward. Uh, focus on a few topics like we did today. Uh, please, we do love your feedback and appreciate it. So please make sure to leave a comment. Uh, definitely make sure to like and subscribe to the, to the videos today. Uh, we will be pushing out some more content in the near future, and we're going to kind of see what that looks like. Uh, we're going to keep that a little bit of a surprise as we figure it all out but we do hope you guys enjoyed hope you all have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week and thank you